The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. My name is Musho. I'm one of the many senior students at the Village Zendo. And I am the leader of a small sitting group here in Catskill called the Catskill Zen Circle. Here in Catskill, where I live. Um, Tonight is the 1st of September. It's the end of summer, beginning of fall, I suppose, but we'll probably have some hot days, I I guess, in this hot world. A few hot summer days maybe to come, but fall is on the way. Up here in the Hudson Valley, it was an absolutely beautiful, spectacular day. Blue sky, cool breeze. It really couldn't be better. I remember uh, when I was a kid, you know, September was always this, um, or the the end of August was always this weird combination of emotions, like disappointment that summer was over and um, the excitement of going back to school. But since I didn't like school, there was always a feeling of dread also. So it was for me, disappointment, excitement, and dread. in September. Uh, Lots of changes in September. So this evening, I'd like to give you a talk about a con that I've been working with. It's case 19 from the Book of Serenity, Yunmen Sumeru. It's very short. A monk asked Yunmen, when not producing a single thought, is there any fault or not? Yunmen said, Mount Sumeru. One more time, just for fun. A monk asked Yunmen, when not producing a single thought, is there any fault or not? Yunmen said, Mount Sumeru. I've chosen this koan because I'm facing Sumeru in my own life these days, and I'll get to that in my talk. But first, I'd like to attempt to describe Mount Sumeru to you and then talk about the wonderful question um, that's posed by the monk. So Mount Sumeru is the primordial mythological mountain that sits in the exact center of the ancient Buddhist cosmological universe. It's, It's there right in the center. It's described as being 80,000 yojanas high, and a yojana is apparently about five miles. So Sumeru would be 400,000 miles high. Um, I did a little bit of research, and the moon in the sky is 239,000 miles from Earth. So if Mount Sumeru was on Earth, Um, its summit would pass the moon by 161,000 miles. (laughs) So if you were um, climbing Mount Sumeru and halfway up, you might be able to to reach out and touch the moon, maybe. Or maybe the moon would be just out of reach, something like that. According to legend, the mountain has four sides. Each one is made of a different material. The north face is made of gold, the eastern made of crystal, 
the southern face is made of lapis lazuli and the western side is made of ruby. The god Chakra resides on the summit with his 32 retainer gods, while the four heavenly kings live halfway up, each one uh, on each one of the sides, the four sides. I kind of like how the four heavenly kings are only halfway up. <laughs> Although they're the heavenly kings, they, they're only halfway. Then on the top, it's the god Chakra, but he has 32 retainers with him. <laughs> so he's not lonely up there. Um, Mount Sumeru is uh, surrounded by seven concentric mountain ranges, uh, each one made of gold. And they're alternating with seven concentric seas of fresh water. So like rings of mountain ranges and then rings of freshwater oceans. And then on the very seventh mountain range on the outside, it's surrounded by a saltwater ocean. And then in the saltwater water ocean are four like continents surrounding uh, Mount Sumeru. And each continent has an unproducible name, unpronounceable name that I'm going to attempt. Um, there's Puru Videha, there's Apra Godanina, there's Atarakuru and Jambudvipa. And we, in our reality, happen to live in Jambudvipa, which is to the south of Mount Sumeru. Um, and that would be to the south of the Lapis Lazuli side. And that is why when we look in our sky, it appears blue, because we're looking at the Lapis Lazuli side of Mount Sumeru. So it's always there. All that being so, you cannot measure, locate, climb, understand, or even hold Mount Sumeru in your mind. It's just too big and unexplainable. Yet, Sumeru is standing right in front of us all the time. Getting back to the koan, the monk asked, when not producing a single thought, is there any fault or not? I mentioned I, I lead a small sitting group here in Catskill. And once a week, we have a 10-minute check-in where we get to know each other a little bit, talk about things that are happening and our meditation practice, if that comes up. Um, most of my Sangha members are new meditators. And sometimes one of them will mention how serene and peaceful the meditation practice was for them that day. Meanwhile, I know there are others who are struggling uh, with their thoughts and meditation and the, the different pains and things that happen when you're sitting in Zazen. I know that although I've had my own moments of serenity. I often struggle with thoughts and difficulties during meditation. And the question arises, am I doing this right? After all these years of practice, I know that sitting silently upright and not asleep, I'm doing zazen. Yet the urge to want to uh, get something from this practice is very strong. 
and the instinct to measure up, to to measure oneself to others, uh, that just happens. The monk in the koan has probably been doing zazen for many years. It's quite possible he has been able to quiet his mind, maybe even not producing a single thought. And he wants to know if he's accomplished anything. Has he passed the barrier? Is there any fault or not? The monk happens to be asking his question to one of the greatest teachers in our Zen ancestry. Yun Men, also known as Unman, was an uncompromising teacher. He was known for his incredible one phrase and one word answers. So many of our most famous koans that we studied at the village Zendo feature Yun Men, starring Yun Men. Uh, for example, um, You Have Missed It, Shit Stick, Appropriate Statement, Body Exposed, The Golden Wind, and many others. They're all challenging and fantastic. I hope that all of you, uh, if the new people out there are listening, have the opportunity to study some of these stories. You don't have to be doing formal koan practice, but to read some of um, Yun Men's uh, words will be worthwhile. It's said that uh, Yun Men's words have three characteristic abilities, cutting off streams, riding the waves and covering the earth. And I think this is all demonstrated perfectly in his answer, Mount Sumeru. Again, the monk, for the monk, we might assume that he studied ancient Buddhist cosmology. And in that case, Yunmen's answer would be mind-boggling. Suddenly, there's Mount Sumeru, as I described. Um, the streams of thought would be cut off, and the monk's doubt, pride, and pretensions are suddenly put to rest in the face of the impossible mythological mountain. Now, was it a reprimand from young men? Probably. But at the same time, it was an opening, a challenge, and a clearing of obstacles for the monk, and actually for all of us, right here, right now. Am I doing meditation right? Yun Men's answer would be Mount Sumeru. Will this practice pay off for me someday? Yun Men's answer, Mount Sumeru. Is my understanding correct? Yun Men's answer, Mount Sumeru. Or how about something like this? I'm an experienced artist with some success. Is there any fault or not? Yun Men's answer would be Mount Sumeru. You can actually take that question and add your own, your own career, your own way of living and ask if there's any fault or not. And Yun Men will answer the same way. 
with Mount Sumeru. Although Sumeru is mythological and 400,000 miles high, it seems to me that Sumeru is pointing us towards reality. It's funny because it's such a crazy thing, Mount Sumeru, yet I think this is about reality. The reality that we don't know everything, the reality of not knowing. Yunmen is asking the monk and all of us to drop the ever-seeking ego, to face the mountain, and to show a little bit of humility. It's not easy. We don't have all the answers. Our thoughts and ideas about ourselves are none other than thoughts and ideas. Thoughts and ideas which are subject to the myriad causes and conditions that are happening all the time all around us. Even not producing a single thought is a thought. Is there any fault or not? Please drop it and face Mount Sumeru. Excuse me. I've been facing my own Mount Sumeru lately as I'm working at moving my 84-year-old father from an apartment in Florida to a smaller nearby apartment here in Catskill. Although he thinks he can stay, he cannot live alone in Florida anymore. And it's time for him to have some family around. This process that I've been with my father has many issues that include so many difficult emotions, complicated, expensive logistics. And really, I've been thinking it's an epic struggle between what's happened in the past, what's happening now, and what will happen in the future. If you throw in pride, anger, and anxiety, uh, there, there's Mount Sumeru. It's 400,000 miles high and surrounded by unknown continents and swirling seas. Am I doing the right thing for my father? Yunmen's answer is Mount Sumeru. And that's really the reality of where I'm at. As I was researching this talk, I came across a quote from Milarepa, the 12th century Tibetan Buddhist mystic and poet. Milarepa says, my religion is not deceiving myself. A religion of not deceiving oneself, that's the religion I'd like to be a part of. And maybe that's the difficult task our Zen masters have given us in our religion of Zen. Please stop deceiving yourself. That's what our practice is asking. And it's, it's very difficult to do. After a few long periods of Zazen, the constant changes of my body, my breath, my thoughts, they start to become visible. Anxiety appears and disappears. 
and serenity appears and disappears. My foot falls asleep. I hear a noisy motorcycle blasting down the street. Sunlight filters through the window in the late afternoon. I wonder if I'm doing this right. Mount Sumeru is there in the center of the universe. And I'm breathing. That's my talk. Thank you for listening.